0: This What's has the, been. What? Uh, uh, go ahead. We, we haven't. We we haven't. Uh, we're out Disgust. of sync. We're at, We're out of sync here. Okay, let's let's get back in sync. I'm not doing the. Back I'm not doing streets. Nope. 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 I thank everybody for bearing with us. Uh, We had a podcast release, kind of kerfuffle, partly my fault, mostly Quentin's fault. But, you know, we'll take responsibility where responsibility is required. Um, But, yeah, very stressful. For those of you who don't know, I'm moving to Utah, and I'm going to be sleeping in Quentin's bed, uh, just cuddling up next to him. He doesn't know this. He's finding out right now. And it's uh, it's very exciting, but uh, I, I I had asked in our slicer chat in our Salt Lake City chat if I should get undercoating like spray. Is that a thing? To like I don't when, even when, know what you're talking you about. When you salt the roads, I should get undercoating spray so it doesn't get corroded. Is that a thing? Or should I just spray it with water and I'll be fine?
1: If it is a thing, I'm not aware of it. Most of the the car washes here have um, an undercarriage wash feature. Oh. Where when you drive through them, they'll automatically just give your your undercarriage a little spritz.
0: Okay. I'm okay with that. I can do that.
1: I'll do that. I do need new
0: tires, though.
1: Yeah, I'll... either having if you can if you're doing one set having like an all season set or if you're doing two sets getting a winter set and a summer set or winter winter and then all season What do you have? I have just all season. Okay. Cuz I'm not made of money. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at. Like
0: I would love to be able to say, "Yeah, let's just flip on the new winter set cuz we're going to go up into, you know, where the snow I mean, is." You'll,
1: in the end you you'll spend About the same because you'll have two sets of tires, but they'll have like instead of running one 12 months out of the year, it's like one is, let's say, four and the other one is eight. So they'll wear down at different times. And so you they're where will be extended longer mm-hmm. so you won't have to replace tires as much it's the upfront cost that's a little bit hard to swallow yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i'm not looking forward to that but the more that i put it off uh the more daunting it's going to be are you
1: are you going to move to an all wheel drive car
0: well i mean eventually but i can't just you know i mean we're we're talking about tires here and how difficult it's going to be for me to be able to afford the tires, you now want me to buy a new car. Like it's a
1: monthly fee versus a upfront cost. I mean, obviously that's easier,
0: right? Like I'm not made of money. I think we we've established this, and as much as I do enjoy spending money on the things that make me happy, uh, I also will not have a car very quickly because I won't be able to keep up with the payments.
1: Tony, I just. Just, to, just to let you know, this 2022 Subaru tent starts at only thirty grand. You got this. Okay, <laughs> I just want to let you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a what's very what's quick, the like, no. no? What's the what's the what's the term? There are financing options available, and you've been pre-approved. <laughs> Get off my phone.
0: I don't need to extend my car's warranty. I know I didn't win any kind of timeshare. I'm not spending an hour in your meeting for you to convince me that I don't need to be there. But since you're here, you might as well listen to me.
1: Have you ever been to those those, timeshare meetings? I haven't, but I've heard good things on the meetings if you have a strong will to you. Yeah. Because there, there are ones that they're obviously very high pressure sales, very high pressure. But in the end, like just for going, they'll give you like plane tickets and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's all- like you have to have the strongest of wills. Yeah. But yeah, no. It, honestly, what it like what I've always thought is it comes down to you need to not have the strongest of wills. You need to have something you're not interested in. Like let's say. It's, oh, we're going to sell you this timeshare that's all about using it for uh, going to the Super Bowl. And it's a timeshare that moves, and it follows the Super Bowl. And everywhere the Super Bowl is, you'll have somewhere to go. So you can go to the Super Bowl every year. Won't that be the coolest thing? And I'll be like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this foosball that you speak of. <laughs> Like straight up, I'd be like, "Okay, that's that's cool. That's that's really cool. Like, that's a cool concept." Here's the thing, though, I <laughs> do not care.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I've been to three uh, when I was younger, and one of them, I was very open to the idea of actually owning a timeshare to the point that when they said, "Would you like to sign here on the dotted line?" and give us some money up front to secure the potential of you getting a timeshare. Uh, yes, I can see your face. Uh, I said, yes, thank you. I will sign on the dotted line and give you $400 in order to secure my possible buy another uh, into the timeshare, but I have to come back for that. Uh, so that was, that was my younger years, but for, for just being there, you're right. Uh, my, my girlfriend at the time and I, we got free tickets to, uh, to Las Vegas. We got a free ticket. Uh, we got free, uh, free hotel in Las Vegas. We got a bunch of like money that we could spend on the strip in these predetermined, uh, bars and, and restaurants. So, all in all, with regard to that particular outing and venture that we did, uh, it was very—I wouldn't say profitable, but it was—it was—it um, was something that was very um, rewarding. It was worth our time. Yeah. The timeshare part of it, though, not so much. <laughs> not so much. So, so what had happened was that when when I said yes and I signed on the dotted line. And they gave us the tickets, essentially. It's like, great, cool. We'll see you guys next week and we'll finalize everything. Literally on the way home, I got cold feet. I was like, I can barely afford 200 of these dollars to put down. And you know what? Even if I lose this free ticket to Las Vegas or whatever, it's fine. Because I can't afford this. I'm, I'm holding on to a job at a temp agency. I shouldn't Oof. be looking to buy anything, let alone a timeshare. So I gave a, ca- a call back to the guy and of course, he's not very happy. But right. I told him like, "Look, there there's literally nothing I can do." Like, "Oh, but what about 10 dollars a month?" I'm like, "I I would love to, but I can't." So after the him and, and hawing and the back and forth, he finally said, "Fine, we'll we'll send you a we'll send you a refund or whatever."
1: Wow, you so. actually got a refund. I'm impressed.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. They they will refund you or else it's, you know, the you know, legal obligations and stuff. Like that they, they don't at least in my experience, they don't want to deal with that. So they gave us a refund. Uh the second and third time that I went to a timeshare meeting, I had much bigger cojones and I was much <laughs> more apt to be able to say, Yeah, no thanks. Because before that's I was cool. like, oh, but no. this is a nice guy, and yes, I know he's a salesman, but he's a nice guy. Nope, I don't care. I really don't care. Whatever you're about to sell me, I don't. I just want that thing—the thing that's on the desk over there that you're pointing to. Like, I that's want the what swatch. Want. So yeah, you if you do ever go to one of these timeshare meetings, I do highly recommend that if you yourself don't have the fortitude to say no. Go with somebody that will go with somebody. Don't, don't that Don't go with has, them.
1: Huh? Don't go with them. Honestly, like don't even like send someone in your place. Don't, if you don't have the, the fortitude to say, no, you shouldn't be there at all. Like well, no, even, even if you're you with have someone, to go that,
0: so they could write your name. So your name can be on the tickets that they give you.
1: Oh, if they, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's, 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 that's kind of how they get you.
0: (laughs) They're basically like, Hey, you can send your friend fine, but your friend's getting these free tickets, not you.
1: Um, we'll do is we'll, we'll put like headphones in like little tiny headphones. So they're, they're just hearing like elevator music, the entire pitch.
0: (laughs) Now I, I remember, um, when we were going to this one timeshare, it was for a timeshare of a cabin on a cruise that that's another version of the timeshares. Interesting. And they're like, yeah, it's like you own the cabin. I'm like, no, you don't own the cabin. It's a timeshare. Like, yeah, it's kind of like you own the cabin. It's like, okay. Then I kind of like own this space in the meeting room because I'm here. <laughs> is, is is that is that the same thing? No, it's not Are the we... same thing. And it's not the same thing of me owning the cabin. Because the second that I leave the cabin, something else someone else is going into said cabin. I didn't invite them. I didn't allow them. No, but you own it during the time that you're there. Like, oh, you mean like a hotel. Because <laughs> that's basically what that is. Right? I'm sorry,
1: friend, but the answer is
0: no. <laughs> um and so I I remember to this day there there's an episode of King of the Hill where um um Hank Hill's dad gets swept up in this timeshare opportunity. And he, he buys into this idea that he's going to own land in Mexico and it's, you know, timeshare resort out there. And he, right. he gets it and everything. But the only reason why he gets it is because like uh, the salesmen, they have different personalities of salesmen. They got the really pushy salesmen. And then, then they also have the salesman who's like, I'm going to get fired if I don't close this. But, you know behind closed doors like oh what a schmuck you know
1: yeah yeah uh which I, one did he fall for I don't remember but
0: he fell for it and it, it, it was mm. this whole like whole thing uh, uh with the plot line to get um uh Hank Hill to finally convince the timeshare people uh, I'm going to sue you or something to that effect and this is why I'm going to win if you don't let my dad out of this timeshare and they've, they finally let him out of the timeshare. Spoiler alert if, you're, if you haven't seen <laughs> that episode yet. But, uh, yeah, if you ever end up in a timeshare meeting, Quentin, let me know. I will be there to hold you down.
1: Like I said, it just needs to be either something I'm not interested in or something I could never afford. Like we're gonna get you, <laughs> we're gonna get you a condo at Buckingham Palace. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but here, here, here's how they do it. Like they start high. They, they, they do the top down selling. for only mm. six hundred dollars a year, or or something like some. Let's, let's just say a hundred dollars a month. For a hundred dollars a month, you could have your own timeshare. And when when you go and you take advantage of the timeshare. You don't pay anything extra because you've already paid essentially in advance. You just, you know, have to find a time when nobody else is using the room or whatever and and you're good to go. And then you say, well, I can't afford $100. Okay. No, I, I get it, Mr. Mr. Firewall. I get it. It's hard <sighs> these days. The economy is difficult. You know, I mean, for you to come out here, how much did it cost gas for you to come out here? Yeah, that's expensive. No, I you know, it sucks. It really sucks. I'm gonna to talk to my manager. I'm gonna to talk to my manager and see if and see if we can get you some No, I look, I hear you. I know you said no. I get <laughs> let me just find out. Hold on. Let me just find out. He comes back. I I, I got you something. We never do this for anybody else. We, ne- yes, we never yes. Yes. <laughs> I can get you essentially the same deal, but it's only $50 a month. That's 50 That's half off. We never do this. We know ne- you can't, you can't. Okay. What, what could you do? What, what is it? What, what is a, a number? You know, so I can just tell my boss, so I, so I can tell him that I tried. What's a number that you could do that, not that you would use the timeshare annually, because that's just silly. You would probably go, what, every, every two years? Every, every three years? Maybe two years? Every year? Every, every, every four years? Okay, well, all right, all right. I mean, you probably, every four, yeah. So you, so if you split that in half, you know, and you and figure out the quotient. Yeah, so every two years. Let's just say every two years. Yeah, that's what you said. Um, uh, yeah, let's, what, what number is, is comfortable for you and your and your family? twenty
1: dollar a month
0: 25 dollars a month um what if you did 25 dollars every two weeks is that something that, shut up that could you, do? you see where this is going right so the, so the the actual pitch is probably 20 minutes because again they don't want to waste your time and then they you sit at you know these groups and and then they have a salesperson come over to you. They they look at your dossier and then they relate to you as much as possible. I don't hate these people at all. I just hate the approach. And I hate, as a salesperson myself, and I know the game of manipulation, I hate that they have to uh, resort to those methods. Mm-hmm. But it works. And they're not going to stop until it stops working.
1: Yep. So... Yeah, but it's not gonna work on me and I'm not interested. Think you know. I'm trying to think, like what
0: what could like if there were like yeah like even if it was because, you know, Disney has their own timeshare. So I'm like, would Disney would would Quentin care about Disney? I don't think so. Mm. Like yeah, like we will put you in the Star Wars hotel, the the hotel that you and I first talked about the very first episode of this podcast. We will put you in the Star Wars hotel and every single morning uh, R2D2 will wake you up. It's like, "Well, okay, that's that's cool, but it, I don't need it every year." Like, yeah. Like I I can totally see your father-in-law going, "So, Quentin, what's this extra $50 going toward?" Like sunrise homes. What is that? Like oh, R two D two. What?
1: R two D two. I need to. I need to feed his family.
0: <laughs> but I'm helping Marvel and 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 Lucas Arts because you know.
1: Because you know they're so strapped for cash. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I. Honestly, like. Yeah, I, 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 I could kind of see a scenario in which I could, I would sign up for a timeshare of a certain kind, but it would have to be such a like niche market of like this is what I'm looking for right here, and if it's not in this tiny little column of stuff, I'm not interested.
0: So, can you give me th- like th- three? Can you give me two things, two two examples of niche things that will make you go all right, I got to talk to the family because this is, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for me. I would be interested in
1: a, I would be interested in like Maddie's family has a yearly timeshare up at Snowbird every single year. They go up there and they have like between everyone. I think it's like 10 plus rooms across oh, wow. the entire building. Oh, and so when you
0: when you do your annual thing in Snowbird that you're doing next month, that's part of a mm-hmm. timeshare?
1: Yeah, it's a timeshare.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. They right. they signed up for it something in the realm of like four, 40 years ago. Okay. It's been it's been a long time. Um, which is funny because I'm starting to realize like they signed up for it kind of closer to when snowbird opened because snowbird's been open about that same amount of time oh. and i'm like hmm, maybe it was one of those
0: deals like hey yeah, we like have a brand they've... new resort and you yeah. could be a part of this on an annual biannual basis
1: yeah come on down it's like the the annual fee is like for the small room that we because we the way it works is like her grandmother owns like two or three rooms and one of the rooms we pay the yearly fee for. Um, so me and her can just have the room to ourselves mm-hmm. and it's a smaller room, like, well, small, but it's like, it has room enough for two beds and stuff. And like, okay. we can fit like a party in there and like play rock band and stuff like that. Anyway. Um, um, our Nerds. yearly fee is like, Oh, what is it? Like two, two ninety something like that. That's Some, your something. annual,
0: that's your annual $290 yeah. for that room. Yeah. Okay. So just kind of thinking about it and knowing how much hotels how a room would be at snowbird or at any resort. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a steal. That's a steal. <laughs> that's it's a very steal. <laughs> attractive.
1: <laughs> yeah. So if someone was to say, Hey, I'm selling a room uh it like in that week that all the family's there and this is a room that has like the multi-story room and everything and like the fancier version because they obviously have the we have the small set there's a fancy set if they had the fancy set available yeah i'd be interested in buying if if the money if money was in the right spot and stuff yeah 100 i'd be interested in buying that even though it's in your hometown yeah because we go there every year and it's Fun. It's so fun. Okay. It's like a tradition. It's been a tradition for longer than Maddie's been alive.
0: I I feel like I would wanna if I were to be able to afford a timeshare, it would be in a it would be in a timeshare network where it's not just one place, but they open up rooms and other locations around the mm. globe. So, like, I know the Marriott does this in their timeshares. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have timeshares up in—I uh, was going to say Utah. I'm sure they do, but they also have timeshares in Tahoe at Salt Lake uh, at um, Salt Lake. Oh my God! At um, you got Lake this. Tahoe, yeah. And um, I mean, they're they're gorgeous rooms. It's a wonderful facility. But mm-hmm. that family who got the timeshare, um. For the honeymoon, they just got a timeshare in Hawaii. You know, they just said, "Okay, with our existing membership, we now want to uh, we we're gonna use our timeshare um, allotment for the year for a room in Hawaii." I was like, "That that's kind of what I want, but I I just can't see myself spending a hundred dollars a month for something I may or may not use." That's the thing for you the tr- the tradition that you know every year the second or third week of august that everybody in the family is going to go to snowbird without fail that's worth it but for for something that hey we might go and take advantage of this it's i i just i can't see myself
1: doing at least not right now but i mm. i
0: just i don't see the benefit of that
1: yeah no i I hundred percent would jump on it if i if I could get the week the other time would be getting a timeshare in snowbird during the winter. having just a fun week up there would be okay. really fun the other the other thing there is a reason why is I know how those work in terms of like year to year and stuff, and it's like I could get out of it because it's like you can buy and sell slots of like, hey, I'm paying you. A thousand dollars, and I get your slot every year, and I will pay the yearly fee. But if I want out, I can do the same thing as you, and I can sell my slot for the thousand dollars and make my money back.
0: Do you only sell that one slot for that year, so you don't completely
1: give up the timeshare? Uh, you can you can do either way. You can do I sell my slot permanently to someone, and that would sell for like a thousand dollars, or I could sell my year. My like that just this year because I'm not going to use it, and I could sell it for probably the same amount that the the cleaning fee, the yearly fee is, the three hundred dollars, and just have someone pay me three hundred dollars. So I'm like, cool, I don't have to worry about the cleaning fee.
0: Oh, one of the podcasts I listen to is uh, Stuff You Should Know, and they they go into kind of random topics of things you a lot of things are very mundane. You don't really think about, like I'm listening to the history of ketchup.
1: Uh, there you right go. now.
0: Um, like, did you know ketchup was first, the, like essentially fist fish paste? Yeah. Like, yeah. But you know, now, now we know it as tomato ketchup, but you know, for a long time, tomatoes were d- the, determined to be disgusting. Um, it wasn't until Heinz essentially came up with the, uh, a recipe to say, Hey, this is actually pretty dang, dang good.
1: Um, it's pretty dang good. When you add the, a crap ton uh, of sugar
0: episode <laughs> on, uh, on timeshares. I have to look that up. So I was watching a movie that's available now on Amazon prime called tomorrow's world. It stars Chris Pratt and a few other notable characters. Um, in a nutshell, there's a war 30 years in the future And somehow they come up with the technology to go back into the future and warn everybody, hey, there's a war. 95% of the human population is dead because of these creatures. We need to bring you to the future and help us kill them. So we're not here to talk about the movie. I want to ask you. Okay. This is essentially thirty years. So your children, your best friend's children, and possibly their children, are dead because of these these creatures, these aliens. Would you willingly go fight, or would you say, you know what, it's not really my problem? Maybe we could figure something out, you know, beforehand before it starts. But I don't really, I don't see me going, actually helping your cause.
1: My knee jerk reaction is like, why, why is this the best solution? Why is coming (laughs) back to the past and grabbing me as like a foot soldier, the best solution? Why are you not like, Hey, let's go backward. Like if we have time travel, why are we not going backwards to like, you know, prevent them from ever invading or whatever? Like, like, I'd immediately be asking questions. It's just like, why is this your best bet? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't believe you based on just basic logic of, like, this seems wrong. Now, in the movie, I'm assuming they took care of that, like, plot hole. And this is where you chime in and say yes or no. Kind of. Oh.
0: That's... They kind of do Oh. It. Okay. I don't want to ruin it for anybody that might be watching. It's. Okay. Yeah.
1: Kind yeah, no, of. that would that would be my situation, though. Without doing spoilers and stuff like that, I, I'd be just like, okay, we've got to have a little bit of a talk, and we can have as long as a talk, because apparently you have time travel, so we can just sit here for as long as necessary and figure out why this is the best solution, is b- grabbing me as a foot soldier and bringing me in the future.
0: Yeah... Like my my initial like knee jerk reaction is very similar. It's it's like me?
1: <laughs> yeah. You you want yeah. me.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm, what am I'm I the going one... to add to this? Like have you seen me play ground war in Call of Duty? You <laughs> don't want me out there because what I'm gonna do is get all like gung-ho and like like yes, I am going to save, I'm gonna help save humanity. Let's go, people! <laughs> I'm like I am just gonna die, <laughs> like right away. Yeah, like, it was like it's, it's not run gonna out of,
1: be beneficial at all. Did you run out of grunts, and so you are looking to us, kind of thing? Like that's kind of what they were doing. Oh. I, yeah, that's
0: that's kind of that's kind of what they were stating here. Um, I don't know i I feel like th- the questions that you are asking are extremely valid. And in the words of Ryan George, who does what's called pitch meetings on YouTube, and he does a parody of pitching movie ideas, and this was one of them, uh, let, here's the answer to all the questions of, why are they doing it this way? And the answer is, to make the movie happen. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to make the... Why is it this? To make the movie happen. What? And, he, <laughs>
0: and like his, his whole uh, shtick when it comes to very valid this is a giant plot hole why are you allowing this why aren't we just uh, why aren't we discovering or why aren't we talking about um the the you you making this decision the answer is to make the movie happen it's like oh my god all right if, well then if we're just doing it to make the movie happen fine uh here's my answer I wouldn't be, a yeah, I wouldn't be a fan of it. I would be uh, definitely uh, on the side of, I don't know about protesting. Because, of course, in the movie there were protests about bringing people to the future. Um, I don't know if I would go that far to protest, but it was a mandatory draft. So there was only so much that I could do. And if I tried to run... Uh, I would be imprisoned, and then they would take my next of kin or the person that is closest related or in my life, aka Aurelia, and send her instead. That was that was kind that was kind of the thing to say. Well, if you're not going to, we're taking your fiance, a, and if she's not going to,
1: draft. both of you are That's, going to
0: go into prison, and then we're taking uh, her brother, and so on and so
1: forth. Jeez, there's a draft. That's great.
0: I think uh, if if I had to essentially fight a war that I was not involved in, we had no other evidence of when the aliens came about, like when they landed, as you were saying. I feel my knee-jerk reaction at that point would, would be, okay, let's let's try and figure out if we can find out when they land. Like, are they, are they here now in this present <laughs> time?
1: Yep. Yep.
0: If they're not, then cool. Maybe we can, uh, may, may maybe we can like prepare for it. Now in the movie, <laughs> they said there were no like falling stars or meteors. Um, in the last thirty years, so they they definitely they definitely didn't land in the last thirty years, which leads me to believe they're they're already here. So, um, I don't know. I would like to Man. say <laughs> I, I'm gonna fight for the the nation, not just America, but the world. I would like to say I want to fight and put my life down, you know, for the, for this earth. I just don't know what I'm offering. I can offer you a great subscription to Microsoft 365 and be a great teammate in apex legends. I don't know what, and I can play you a lullaby on the cello, but I don't know exactly what else I could actually actively and true, like true blue, like give you that would make you say, yes, that's a good soldier.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't know what I'd be bringing to the table.
0: But again, in the movie, they said if you do die in the future, your family will get a million dollars. So
1: that's not a lot of money. It's,
0: it's some, for some people, it's a lot of money. Nope. <laughs> so you wouldn't die for, <laughs> I can't kill you for a million dollars to go to your family. No, not even close. How much do you think your life is worth for, for that trade off?
1: For money, infinite.
0: Oh, well, then you're,
1: you're, you're, you're insane. Um, <laughs> there is no amount of money on this earth that could convince me to give up my life.
0: Well, no, not that you're gonna give up your life, but like, There's...
1: but like, like, oh, we'll give you your family X amount of dollars. It's like, you might as well just say infinite because you couldn't, you don't, there's not enough money on the planet to, to equal that because I value my life higher than monetary value. Okay. No, well, that's a fair point. So no, I, I don't think there's an amount of money that could do it. Is there an amount of money that you could be convinced with?
0: Yeah but it would still be of the absorbent amount i mean we're talking trillions of dollars in my, in my head like e- even like 1 trillion dollar but then at the, at that point if they're giving out trillions of dollars to families that have lost their loved ones uh we're, we're going to have a deficit like yeah the worst, yeah, yeah the, right the, like the, the dollars is gonna not going to be worth yeah as dogecoin yeah. is right now and that that hurts to say but if I mean, if that were the case, like we're going to give you 30 million Dogecoin or 30 trillion Dogecoin. Like right now, like, I mean, thanks, <laughs> but you couldn't do that. Like last April, like when it mattered, <laughs> like right now, it doesn't matter at all. Like, like 30 trillion Ethereum, maybe,
1: but yeah. Well, even then it's like, what, how long is it going to take you to sell all that? Oh God. Yeah. No, yeah. it it's, um, yeah. Just
0: flooding. I remember the there was a, with, there was a story. Currency. <laughs> I don't remember
1: who, what country it was, but it was like their dollar value was so low. P, the like navy sailors kind of guys were going home with barrels of cash to make their like pay worth it because uh the their dollar value was so low. Mm-hmm. It was pennies. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it it would be the same scenario of like, okay, here's $30 trillion. It's like, okay, but that's like a trip to McDonald's at this point because right. of how much you've handed out. Right.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, would, I would have to get the payout first. Like, okay, I'm going to go. You give me money now. And then I'm going to go reinvest it in something that more than likely is just going to go
1: up in value. Yeah. Like corn. Coffins, apparently. Coffins. <laughs>
0: I guess in that case, like fabrication and wood. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Where'd he make all of his money? In death. <laughs> like, oh, that's morbid. Like, oh, I don't know what to tell you. It happened. People, died. Yeah, people die. <laughs> Lots of people died. But yeah, if you want a good background movie to just have in the background, if you have Amazon Prime, it's free on that. Tomorrow's World. Go check it out. We're not paid to say this. Have you ever gone cliff jumping? I wouldn't call it a cliff, but, uh, I know what you speak of, but
1: I've never so, like, gone high that diving high because that kind of I'm thing. not
0: insane <laughs> to jump that high.
1: So what's, what's the highest point you've jumped into like a, a, a thing a of, water, of water, a body of water from
0: oh, God. I mean, it It was a, it was a diving board, or a diving platform at a pool. Okay. And I want to say it was... Like 20 feet? But, it, you know, at the time I was a kid, so it could have only been like 10. But yeah, I want to say it was like 20 feet.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Why do you ask? So, so I'm sure you saw the, the Snapchats, but we were up at the Olympic Park in Utah, and... During like the summer, there's days where people can just go sign up and do diving and like practice their own things and stuff. And it seemed like kind of that was the case of everyone was kind of doing their thing. And one guy who was practicing high diving from about 88 feet.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry for those listening. I apologize for blowing out your your speakers. Oh, my God. How high? 80 feet. <laughs>
1: 88
0: 88 it's almost 90 no human needs to jump <laughs> off it for any reason unless the thing behind you is blowing up and you yeah need
1: to- no it, it was um is intense because like at the bottom they had of course the running water to break up the surface tank tension right is that they- what that was yep I was they wondering always, about that, okay. Yep, they have they have running water. You'll notice in any high dive situation, they always have running water to break the surface tension of the water. Sometimes they'll even have, like, um, uh, jet streams of air underneath to just add air bubbles to the water and, again, just, ma- like, break up the surface tension and make it easier for you to slip into and fall into. And right. you'll notice there's a controller person who will turn that off immediately the moment you hit the water, if it's the air thing, because then it makes oh. it hard to swim and you'll sink, um, which oh. will kill you. <laughs> I will kill you. Yeah. So uh, they'll turn it off. So you just like you hit the water and then all of a sudden you float and it's great. Um, they had two <laughs> lifeguards. They had two lifeguards in the water, in the water waiting for him in case they're not even like, like think about that for a second. They're not just sitting on the side, you know, in their little like perch thing, just, no they're already in the water with life lifeguard gear just kind of chilling waiting to make sure this dude is okay and yeah he yeah the thing that killed me the thing that killed me is everyone everyone everyone's got their phones out go on (laughs) fair enough (laughs) um the the thing though was everyone had their phones out and like was waiting to record him and stuff because he he was kind of hesitant like he wasn't like just you got up there and just jumped he like went up to the edge a couple times, walked away, went up, walked away, and, and like you could tell everyone's kind of feeling the same thing of like we want to see you jump, I want to get this recording, but also like no pressure because I couldn't do it. Right. <laughs> and you, then there's we might one all kid be witnessing a guy killing himself right now. Yeah. So well, I'm breaking something. Take but, um, your time. Yeah. Yeah. No. And so, but there's one kid. There was one kid off to the side who all of a sudden just is like, do it. Do it. Do oh, no. it. And he only said it like three times and then stopped because me and the person I was with both turned to him and I was about ready to say, you do it. Like you little rat of a kid. <laughs> <laughs> like that dude has bigger balls than me and go him like he could have it. He wins. I you am- I win. can't imagine walking up that scaffolding. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. that Wa- Walking, because it's like, it's not exactly like some really well-built thing. It is like temporary structure yeah. scaffolding.
0: So, because so, uh, 99% of you guys hadn't seen the video that Quentin showed me. I don't know if you have a copy of it that we can put in the show notes. Uh, but Quentin already zoomed into this guy. And you know when you zoom in on Snapchat or something, it's kind of very shaky because it's 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 in your hand. He zoomed okay. in on this guy, and then he zoomed out, and then kept zooming out, and then kept zooming out. I'm like when is this going to stop? Oh my god, it's very. That's that is very high. And then one of our friends and and one of the snap groups before you could finish the video said, "So did he jump?" The video continued after her comment, and he finally jumped, and I was just like. I, I can't, I, nope, no, thank you, nope, I can't, like, here's, you, you get the medal for everything, like, like, yeah. you yeah. have the for biggest bravery for... like, wow, no,
1: it, and her, her comment was honestly fair, because, like, the time between, because I, I recorded him when he first got up there, but it wasn't for, like, about 10 minutes, maybe, maybe five, five, 10 minutes before he actually jumped, so her comment of, like, you're going to leave us hanging. Did he actually jump that kind of thing? Um, it was fairly valid because it was a, a very large period of time between recording him like, Hey, there's a dude that just got up there and then just not having a response. Cause yeah, he got up there. I recorded his, his, his approach to the edge was his very first approach to the edge. And like I said, he approached and walked away multiple times to the edge, which again, perfectly fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> you want to do it a hundred times you get after it. Yeah. <laughs> one of the coolest things I saw though, I have to mention this really quick. One of the coolest things is when they were doing like when he was jumping and like other people were jumping and stuff, they had a pair of drones that were going and like recording people jumping oh. and like doing like really cool pano shots and stuff like that. But one of the drone operators was wearing a VR or AR headset. Hmm. And I was like, I could do that. Like if that was my job, if that was like what I got hired for hundred percent sold, I would do that every day of my life.
0: (laughs) So were they, they were hired by the facility. I don't know.
1: I don't know who like, yeah, all that was like way too far away for me to interact with. And I wasn't going to be like, Hey, Mr. Man, who's wearing the AR headset. I I have questions.
0: Excuse me. Excuse me. I need to talk to you real quick.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I wasn't about to do that. So I don't know, like, how he was getting paid. If he was getting paid, maybe he was just a friend of the group or something. Mm-hmm. But it was really cool to see, like, because his drone went up and I was like, well, how is he operating? it?" And there was one guy that was looking at the little, like, iPad kind of thing, just watching the tablet. But then he was just like, he's just sitting there. You can see him with, like, what looks like almost like an Oculus on his head. And he's just sitting there, just, just going to town. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's... Oh, I could do that. Yeah, I uh, I could be all over that. I've seen. Yeah, we we've all seen some amazing
0: drone footage of of things of of that nature. So that that would be kind of cool yeah. to be the, the shot. So, yeah, this is I, my job.
1: Yeah, because I I watched a lot of his like a lot of the different shots he was taking and stuff like that. My favorite one is the guy at the he was at the top. He was kind of towards the edge. He was standing there, and the drone um got about 20, 25 feet from this like scaffolding building and did a giant circle around it Mm -hmm. while, while tracking him the entire time. And you know, that kind of shot that that turns out with of like the, the slow moving foreground object and the, uh, the fast moving background. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I know what shot you're getting right now and I want to see it because I know it's going to turn out really good.
0: (laughs) So did they, did they project those shots onto like a monitor? No, no,
1: no, no. no. This was very, this, the, the whole situation was very casual, very like you can walk up, watch for as long as you want, walk away, go do your own thing. Like it was very like, like free swim status, except people are doing, you know, crazy jumps on skis and off of giant, uh scaffolding <laughs> um that's insane but yeah, man yeah but it it was very it was very just like chillax and like come come join us if you want you don't have to um yeah it was it was really cool to watch it made me want to they have they have a a session you can sign up for for 110 dollars and it's 2 hours and they'll teach you how to jump on skis on like one of the smaller jumps which like if it's the smaller jump I was looking at, it's pretty small. Like even I'm like, okay, let's do it. Like let's let's send it. Like that sounds fun.
0: Wait, so, so how high is the small jump?
1: The small jump's pretty not high. Oh okay. <laughs> like is, not is that at also all.
0: going? Is that also going into the pool or yeah, not just going? Yeah. Oh, oh, it is.
1: Yeah, it's going into okay. the
0: pool. My, I, I guess it makes sense uh, to have the lifeguards there too, especially for the jumpers with the skis because you, you have skis on. <laughs> and so if you're struggling when you get into the pool with your skis on, because of that extra weight, they're there to, you know, they float. make
1: sure you don't go to the bottom. They float. Oh, the skis the, float? The, the skis that you use for that situation float.
0: Okay. So when you take this class, do you, you'd have to rent floatable
1: skis essentially. As far as I understand, you have to have special skis. The okay. reason for, like, that I realized this is the. There was one guy that was practicing, and I think he had his own pair. Um, but the, the front area of the skis where, like, the nice, cool looking top sheet would be, um, it was hollow. Like, you, you could see all the way through the skis. Like, there was Ooh. nothing there. You could hold the skis and put your hands like that yeah, inside yeah, yeah. of them. Yeah. It was, um, it was interesting, and I was like, "That makes sense because it probably like lessens the of the water, sure, because there's nothing there." Right. Um, but yeah, they're they're as far as I understand it, I haven't done the full research yet, but as far as I understand, they're they're special skis, and they float because everyone who was doing it would hit the water. They were wearing a very thin life jacket because all you need to do is really just barely float, and then their legs always went up behind them, and very much were just like skimming the top of the water so yeah as far mm-hmm. as I could tell they they were they were skis that float and I don't know how they the, I don't know how they got them off so easily but it always seemed like they got to the edge and then just all like all of a sudden the skis they were just picking them up and I'm like how did you because I know like skis aren't terribly hard to get off but they seem to just like auto eject when they got to the edge and I was like that doesn't make sense but I haven't done it yet, so hopefully I can report back soon is it once possible I have like $100. Once
0: they hit the water, the the impact of hitting the water causes the skis to just
1: Eject? come off? Yeah. I, I guess mean, that would, that'd be dangerous. If, yeah, that's kind of my thought of Like it, it is possible if the dins were set low enough, but mm-hmm. I'd imagine the dins are set high enough that you're not going to have shrapnel basically coming off of your feet yeah as right. you hit water yeah no that's true because that was my thought too of like oh they must come off with the moment you hit the water because that'd be dangerous for them to stay on it's like bro they're more dangerous to stay off because then you've just got these like rod, these rods that are just like who knows where they're gonna Ooh, end up hop, hop. <laughs> like, oh, <no. laughs> yeah are <laughs> they gonna shoot off to the side that's fine are they gonna impale you that's that's, that's not, not that's so fine fine <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, if you you ever find out, and if you ever do it, let us know. Uh, Go buy a GoPro, and uh, go shoot some video of you uh, doing some uh, ski swimming, because that'd be kind of cool to check
1: out. I'm hopeful. It could be fun. All
0: right, guys. Well, thank you so much for watching and or listening. You can find us on pretty much anything and anywhere podcasts are found, but we also have our own Instagram. If you go to instagram.com slash stillrecordingpodcasts, uh, some back uh, behind the scenes stuff as well as as well as our uh, episode announcements are there. But uh, if people want to follow you directly, Quentin, where can people do that?
1: On Instagram and Xbox at firewall.
0: Yes, find me at those places under lazy techony. Uh here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash lazy later on today, which is the twenty-sixth of July, my daughter and I are gonna be reacting to a ton of music videos. Uh, so come check that out. And in the meantime, y'all have a great one. And, uh, I don't know when the next time we'll be doing a podcast because of my move, but, uh, the still recording, uh, Instagram page would probably be the best place to find out any schedule changes. So until then, take care. Bye-bye. Bye guys. Hi.